Welcome to You Watch, I Listen. We are on the air and totally unaware. Um, thank you for everyone that was patient while I teased nonsense for a few weeks. Uh, I'm Dan Perosi. To the right of me is Ralph. Ralph. Yep. How's it going? Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. You are annoying me with all the teasing of this, and yeah. I'm on the show. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I, I get bored, and my mind goes, and I also don't <laughs> sleep, so I'm up late, and I'm trying to do things. The photoshops are good. Yeah, the, good. I mean, listen, it, it's fun. I, the only one I was worried about was the engagement photo, and the fact that your fiance said after, I'm mad, that, I'm offended that you even had to ask if it was okay. Look, so it, what she was saying was you were being a little bitch. Yeah, that's the thing. Whatever I did in that situation, it would have been wrong. We know that. <laughs> so this is, I, I feel like, the better of the two situations. So, I'm not going to take any time explaining what the format of this show is. The title should give it away, and as we talk, it should give it away. Uh, on the other side of the boards, I want to thank Mark, Mike, and Michelle for taking care of the callers, uh, taking care of everything we need. Um, speaking of which, Mark, can you get me a beer, please? Um, and uh, feel free to call in. we got a couple people waiting online right now. We have a very special guest, our resident expert, Randy Fastball, calling in a little bit to give us some uh, tips on relationships, which I'm very interested to see what he has to say. And so he wants to talk about the Mets. He really the goes Mets. for the Mets. He's, he's a big Mets fan. He, he always goes for them. I know well, he they're goes. Amer- they're America's team, dude. And he goes for Mariners, too. Um, that one is a little tougher for me to believe, but he does go for he, Mariners. Yeah, look, he's coast to coast. Now, uh, before we get started, I want to thank one of our sponsors, uh, Dr. Bob Roberts Foot Insoles. Um, as someone that doesn't have gigantic feet, I'm a size 10 and a half shoe, but I have very wide feet. Dr. Bob Roberts insoles have made my life very easy when I'm buying shoes. Not too big, not too small. Makes it very comfortable, any fit. Um, I, I recommend going to drbobroberts.com. And also want to thank Selected Ticket, my employer. Um, you need tickets for concerts, sports, theater, anything. Go to selectedticket.com. Use promo code DANP10 for $10 off your purchase on any event. Right tickets, right price. Selectedticket.com. Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob has hooked me up multiple times because I got these big, stupid Italian feet, and I'm just ripping through them, but he keeps them nice. And you like to wear shoes for like two years before you buy new ones. Yeah, there's a piece of plastic uh, that keeps jamming right into my soul. And And you got to talk to Dr. Bob Roberts and get those insoles, man. The the insoles are the only reason that it's not going straight through my tendons. You could always just buy new shoes. No, no, no. no, I don't don't, don't operate that way. I don't operate that way. (laughs) All right. So uh, when we get started, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is, and I know you're not big on this subject, but I decided last night to go with uh, two of my friends to see the Mm -hmm. opening of Avengers Infinity War, um, the culmination of 10 years of movie making. It yeah. started with Iron Man back in 2008. Iron uh, Man? Iron Man. Iron Man? <laughs> That's my dream, not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I haven't been big on the Marvel stuff recently. I always see him at some point, but I have not gotten to see one in the theater since Guardians. Um, and I, I really did enjoy it. I was entertained. It was very funny. Uh, Dave Batista really kind of stole it. He steal, steals it in Guardians. Who, he he plays Batista? Drax the Destroyer in Guardians of the Galaxy. Dave Batista was a WWE wrestler. Oh, uh, oh I didn't w- know he had a first name. Yes. I thought it was just Batista. Was da- da- the- well, to me, he's Batista as a wrestling fan, but now he's Dave Batista. He's been in the new Bond movies. Oh, just like Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yeah, no, he goes by Dwayne Johnson now. When he's in the WWE Universe, he is The Rock. Oh, oh, thanks for clearing that Idiot. up. Idiot. So... Going on again, um, I, I got to say, I was impressed with the movie as someone that has had what people are calling Marvel fatigue. Um, it, they did a good job, man. It was funny. It was long. It was very dark. Okay. Uh, now, where are you at with the Marvel movies okay. and how they're going? All right. All right. So, I, I first things first, 
I'm not a superhero movie fan. I never have. I never you like really Batman though. I, Batman's good. I do like Batman. I liked Batman vs Superman. Um, no, no, a you lot. didn't. I, I did. I did. It wasn't that bad. It, look, I went with very low expectations. I, I had fun. That's what Justice League was yeah, terrible though. Just Justice League was. It was worse than no, Suicide right, Squad. Suicide Squad. That's Suicide Squad. That's what Suicide Squad was a disaster. That was that was just. Thanks it was a lot, Jared Leto. Yeah, Oscar winning asshole. Dude, he was great in that. I liked how you know he had the tattoo and he went you know out of it the movie for most that of it. What happened to him in Dallas Buyers Club actually happened to him. Oh. <laughs> So, so as you said, you're you're not into the superhero no, stuff. But no, what what should the Marvel movies have you seen? I've seen okay. I gotta think because they're few and far between. I saw uh, Iron Man or Iron Man, okay. um, <laughs> uh, Iron Man two. Um, I think I saw Iron Man three too. That, that was the shitty one with Guy Pierce and Ben Kingsley. Is and, that the one with all the suits? That come yeah, out and in? he's barely in the suit, and it yeah. fucking Gwyneth Paltrow saves the day. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. I, about that. I remember, you know, the thing. The other yeah. thing with a lot of these movies is I see them the first time, and like the the experience of it is cool, and then you watch it again, and you're like, this is a load of shit. You know, you know what it is with these movies? I feel like you know when you're looking at a light for a long time, and then you look away. And you see sort of the light, but it slowly fades, and you just remember that you're staring at a light, but you can't recall it. That's what it is in my memory. I immediately see it, and then it just slowly fades, and all the details blend together. So, the, the that that's a great point, and yeah. that's where it got to with me. I mean, they've released 19, with this one, 19 yeah. movies in 10 yeah, years. 19 superheroes. 19 movies. They're, dude, and they have more. There's Captain Marvel's coming out next wait, year. Wait, Car- who's Captain Marvel? Brie Larson is playing Captain Marvel. Academy Award winner, Brie Larson. Very good actress, but I, I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I doubted Wonder Woman, and that was a juggernaut, and the way they set up... Um, the end of Infinity War does open a big opportunity for her. Of so, course it does, because yeah. you need another movie. Oh, you need a woman in the, the main role, too. Um, obviously. Oh, okay. No, that doesn't bother me either. Wonder Woman was the best of the DC movies, by far. I didn't see Wonder Woman, but again, it one, because I'm not a big uh, superhero movie fan to begin with, mm-hmm. but two, it was something different. Correct. That's what I look for a movie. The ones that I'm excited for um, are the ones that usually, like... Mark my beer, please. Mar- Mark. All right, I got it now. <laughs> Um, I, I, you know what? That just completely threw me off. Right, Wonder so, Woman. Wait, 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 wait. Let's yeah. see. Let's see where we got here. Wonder Woman, beer, Mark. Wonder Woman. There yes. we go. Um, no, it was something different. That's what I, you know, look forward to. Ant Man. I saw in theaters. Loved Ant Man. A lot of fun. Paul I, Rudd is great. Paul Rudd and was he brought great. The, he brought the perfect comedic it's, element to that. It's because I went into the movie. I didn't know anything about Ant Man. Did you even know Ant Man is the original Avenger? He started. Oh, great. He wow, started wonderful. the Avengers, and it took and it took fourteen movies that, to get him in. You know, that's how great he is. Is that he started the Avengers it, and isn't you even know, in it's them a, That's a tough character to bring to screen. They did a decent job. But again, I think the biggest problem, and one of the reasons I mm-hmm. think this new movie works so well, was they finally got a villain that like made an impact. Bruce Willis. No, it's not Bruce Willis. It's Josh Brolin plays Thanos. It Josh, looks like Bruce Willis. It looks like Bruce Willis because he has a dominant chin. Like, what are you talking about? I, he looks like Bruce Willis rolled around in like. He didn't say yippee kaye, motherfucker. So it was not Bruce Willis. He can't be in a movie without that. That's all he says in the Sixth Sense. What about <laughs> the movie where he? I see dead people. Yippee kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> what about that Disney movie where he? meets himself the kid 
You bet I saw the kid yeah, in the it, theater. You won. <laughs> yeah. Is that part of the Marvel Universe? <laughs> the kid, yeah. The kid actually says, yippee ki motherfucker. The kid actually turns into Thanos, according to you. <laughs> it's yeah. a prequel. You had a bad day. But, um, so the thing they did, and yeah. I, you said you've seen some of these, and yeah. you can't really remember a villain, I'm sure. Loki is the only one people I really remember. remember. Loki. And outside of that, who do you remember? Uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Mickey Rourke was a villain in Iron Man. Do you remember his character's name? Uh, and that was Iron Man 2. Uh, wh- uh, Iron Man... He was oh. a Russian that had a bird. That was Iron Man 2. Iron Man 1 was Jeff Bridges as uh, Jebediah, who was running Stark Industries. And um, in Iron Man 2, it was actually Sam Rockwell that was pushing the buttons. I don't even... I don't... None of this rings a bell. I remember Mickey Rourke. I remember the bird. I remember he had whips. Birdman? Bird, and Birdman. Birdman... Birdman was a good movie. Bird, is he in the Marvel? Marvel um, actually, Michael Keaton is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as he played the uh, Vulture in The Amazing Spider-Man, which was also a very Who's good... the Vulture? He's a... Uh, that's the thing. So that, see, th- That's exactly my point. So in Infinity War, Thanos, they didn't make him the one-dimensional villain where it's, oh, I want to take over the world. While his ultimate endgame is, you know, domination, yeah, yeah. they actually gave him shades to his character. They gave some emotion to his character, and they made you actually almost, to an extent understand why he was doing you were empathetic to him. yeah exactly and that it, it made it matter and they didn't i the biggest thing i was afraid of and this uh-huh. is not a spoiler that they were going to give you the hunky dory um oh the team banded together through adversity and saved the day fuck you they did not oh good they, they, they all fought it would no it was dark man it was if i had it, it literally the ending and the way everything came together had a very empire beer, empire strikes back yeah mark more nice. beer Empire Strikes Back feel to it where it was just like I don't know what's gonna happen hope is lost in the theater kind of thing. there were grown men weeping well there's the no reason for that yeah, there, yeah well I agree with that completely those men should be eradicated from the earth um, I have no problem with crying in a movie just don't cry at a superhero movie no, you complete cool. piece of garbage <laughs> So no, that's not true. There, there were men crying. You're, you're, no, you're I, dude, there were we, men crying. We had a man sitting behind us, sitting behind my friend Colucci, um, who was gasping throughout the movie when a, a character came on screen. <gasps> Didn't you see the trailer? I saw so he was doing this throughout the movie, and then um, How did at the big, the big climax in the last ten minutes, I heard. <laughs> No, no, you're making this up. I, I wish I was. You're making this up. And, but this <laughs> is the worst part. So this guy gets up and leaves. He was there by himself. So it tells you a lot about his. It was too emotional for him. He no, he leave? at the when the movie was over, it ended. He got up. That's and, what people usually which, do. And what shocked me as this guy who was a big nerd didn't stay for the famous Marvel post credit scene. Um, but then I look around and there's like ten to twenty other adults in the theater crying. Uh. I know. And now then I remembered wow. why I don't go see these movies in the theater anymore. Um, although I did enjoy it, I would recommend seeing it at some point. Um, just be prepared because everyone dies. That's great. Spoiler alert. Oh, good. You usually do those after. <laughs> I, I honestly I don't I don't care. So, I couldn't I I, I've known about this movie for I don't know what it's been it, ten years. It was, it was the culmination ten of ten years, years of films. Ten years. The last like two I knew it was coming, and the amount of hype <laughs> I had before. Um, that very professional moment you had. Um, the amount of hype I had before the movie was released and now is the exact same. 
indifference. Yeah, stale well, indifference. The big thing I'd say is I've been expecting the uh, the Marvel stuff to fall off for a while, like financially and everything. But the movies just one keep, do. They keep, one do. It's gonna do. Apparently, it's on track to do like five hundred million opening weekend. What? It's gonna smash the box office record yeah. based on reviews and word of mouth. It'll probably end up beating Avatar for the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, but they they pumped a lot of money into it. it has to be right. Uh, I I would think so. I mean, apparently the budget between the making of the film and the marketing is like three hundred million. So it's they're like the GDP of a state. Yeah, exactly. They they spent a lot of time. I mean, would you that's just like look an at Arca- the amount like of Arkansas's exports when, for so six months? One of the subjects that regarding this whole Marvel fatigue thing is one of my friends, my Canadian friend Alex, brought up was that uh, nerd culture is kind of taking over. Yeah. And I would say that's probably true when you kind of look at it. There were there has been superhero movies for a long time. You yeah. had the old Spider Man, uh, the Superman series. Yeah, there the was Batman's- there was a Spider Man series. There was a Batman series with Adam West. The Batman movies with Michael Keaton. The Superman movies with Christopher Reeves. But they were like events. They were events. I remember. Didn't care about movies. Then I saw, wow, there's a new Batman. That was great. Christian Bale came out. And they told you where he got all his fancy toys from. Yeah, that was cool. And it was an event. Three movies. That was it. I like that. Yet closure. There wasn't any, you know. You mean you don't like a movie coming out every six months like it happens now? I, I Who would have thought? It. I can't stand There's it. no buildup or anticipation. Now, um, I remember, remember you know when Spider Man first came out you know with Tobey Maguire? It yeah. was like a big fucking deal. That was cool. It looked great. When, X, like when X-Men came out, it was fucking a big deal. Now it's just like, oh, another Marvel movie. They they come out with these movies every six months and they're always fucking massive. Until that sponge is dry. They're just going to keep twisting it until yeah, every Yeah, I drop. mean, because you can only tell so many stories and and then you're gonna like i like a new superhero but you're gonna get to these like sea level well what's really gonna happen it kind of started with black panther is that people are gonna they're gonna cast a new spider-man and he's gonna be an african-american gentleman and then people will be offended and then they'll be arguing back and forth and it'll do great anyway that's a beautiful movie who cares i i I don't personally but overall the nerd culture is kind of the current spider-man is um tom holland oh tom holland before that it was andrew garfield i remember that one i like that That first one was good the second one was terrible and then toby Maguire before that and then wasn't uh the the la la land in there big feet girl Emma Stone, yes. Yeah, yeah. She played Gwen Stacy in The Amazing Spider-Man oh. 2. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Can't have had one without Gwen Stacy. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man 2 had one of the worst endings to a movie I've ever seen. I don't care. It ended on a cliffhanger with him about to fight the villains they showed in the trailer. And <laughs> then they didn't finish the It, it was him right? about to fight Rhino, played by the great Paul Giamatti. Oh, rest in and, peace. Uh, Yes, rest in peace. Um, speaking of which, actually, I'm going to segue a little bit here. Um, today, WWE, I know you're not a fan, but they had their greatest Royal Rumble event. Oh, this is event. a good start. It's like, hey, let's bring up two things. You yeah, don't I don't care. care. Shit about. I, I, this is what I'm about. I'm a fucking dumb guinea. I like, I like, uh, I like WWE a little more than, uh, so, you know, Spider-Man 8. So today they did um, the greatest Royal Rumble event in Saudi Arabia. Um, it was Saudi Arabia paid WWE $200 million to host an event with no women on the, the card. The, did they make a new Marvel movie out of that? <laughs> Yes. All right. Uh, So um, during the event, they were like saying all these different. It was the reason it was the greatest Royal Rumble. And I know you actually like Royal Rumbles. But Royal Rumbles are fun. It was usually it's 30 superstars. They did 50 this time. (laughs) It was pretty. It was it was a lot of fun. But while he was coming down, Michael Cole, one of the commentators, goes, "Uh, uh, patented by the late great Sergeant Slaughter. (laughs) 
Wait, 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 wait. He's not dead, right? He's not dead at all. Oh, even I know he that. He was just on WWE TV like a month and a half ago. And we know these wrestlers can drop off pretty easily. Vince, Vince loved that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Late, great Sergeant Slaughter. So just like Paul Giamatti, you can't just kill people. Who just says people died without them actually dying? Oh, Well, I, they'll just come back next movie. That's true. You can always bring them back, which they'll probably do in the Marvel movies. Sergeant so, Slaughter would play by a new actor now. So is there anything that you want to discuss? I mean, this is our podcast. I'm kind of dominating the conversation right well, now. Well, that's because you're a colossal you know ass that i have an opinion came back i have an opinion about everything me. i know mike is not on top of his job he's leaning on the switch and it keeps turning on and off it's like we're in a uh, in blade all in right comic movie. um so it's a little a little big of a seg- uh, segue from what we were talking about but i'm fine with i was that. reading this article earlier apparently there's this guy um it's about a year old story so if you already know it you know go screw off um he basically <laughs> Um, he used to get paid by a PR firm to write fake reviews on Yelp, TripAdvisor. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, as someone that works in that field, I see that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of figured out the algorithm and the way these restaurants work. To get so, the ratings up higher yeah. and have them appear higher. Exactly. Okay. And then he also took into account the way our culture is, the way it comes with how we are attracted to things, what catches, what doesn't catch, what's, you know, popular, etc. So... He made a fake restaurant in London, <laughs> um, registered with TripAdvisor. Um, apparently, you don't need to do much vetting. You just need a website and a phone number. Mm-hmm. So he bought a burner f- ten bucks burner phone, registered <laughs> on TripAdvisor. Um, he did it out of his shed, and he called the shed on uh, you know Burlington Street or something like okay. that. Okay, and puts it on there, and it's ranked you know eighty six hundred out of eighty six hundred because it's day one. So then he went to the store, bought all his cleaning supplies, like bleach, um, Tide Pods, you know, ironically used Tide Pods <laughs> to make the food. We all love and those. And took pictures of it so it looks really, um, really fancy, you know, just generic, you know, um, high quality uh, bullshit and all that. So anyway, he took these pictures, uploaded it to the 86th, uh, okay. 100th ranked restaurant, left it there, made a website, put um, all these... Um, uh, recipes are all named after your movie. So he made it look like it was legit. Made it look like a legit hipster shed restaurant. Okay. And all the menu items are like, if you're feeling blue or So it was a place for douchebags. It was a place for douchebags. Okay, got it. Moral of the story. But... And he uh, he got all his friends to write reviews, you know, and just the oh, generic hipster reviews. Ambiance, the music that the guy's making and all that. So it was a fun little troll yeah, thing for him and his friends. Yeah. yeah. And then it's going on for a couple of weeks. Then all of a sudden he's getting calls, asking for reservations <laughs> on this burner phone. <laughs> so people are trying to get reservations to the shed in his backyard. Some fucking made up restaurant. Made up restaurant for douchebags. So this guy. <laughs> Want to listen to Sunny so Day guy, Real Estate. So then the guy, brilliant move, says, we are booked for the next six weeks. What makes a restaurant more popular if you can't go to the goddamn restaurant? But why was, okay, can I, I gotta, I'm sorry to cut you off, but why was he doing this? Because he's the greatest person to ever live. So he just wanted to fuck with people. Just wanted to fuck with people. All right, people. I'm, I'm listening. Go I'm on. all in with this guy. So he's panicking, and people are calling, and it's going up the charts. And then all of a sudden, because no one's going, he's you know getting more 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 requests. And because of the amount of reviews he's having written, people are saying it's great, it's great. People are posting pictures with their Tide Pod dinner and all that. It eventually cracked the top 100. <laughs> all right. Without serving one single customer. So the guy took it to another level. 
he started taking the reservations and getting people to come to his backyard, mowed the backyard, turned the shed into one of those hipster, you know, reclaimed wood <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Puts like, like, you know, handmade trays. That's the thing when it comes to like hipster and trendy places. The worse it looks, the more half-assed it is, the more they like it. It's what makes going to Brooklyn so terrible. It looked like anything out of Brooklyn. <laughs> then he got like 10 of his no friends filled. <laughs> All offense to people live in Brooklyn. <laughs> the Dodgers. So anyway, he got 10 of his friends to come, you know, put, you know, lawn furniture out there. And he took 10 reservations. Goes to his local supermarket, buys microwavable food. <laughs> Like the fucking go to 7-Eleven and get the 99 cent bean yeah. burrito. Lean cuisine. <laughs> I would have bought some double gulps. Those, put Jose, those Jose taquitos are always cold <laughs> in the middle. Just, just horrible. Fucking just buy pizza rolls. And he had his buddies in the back row like preparing them and cutting them in ways that they looked like real food. He serves them to this guest, these guests. A few saw through the ruse. The majority, five star out of five star. Great, would come again. People will just say whatever to feel it, like they, they fit in. I love this so guy. Is this guy what what is this guy doing now? Do you know anything I, about him? I think he just came you know, clean I, eventually. I think yeah. Uh, <laughs> he wrote it on uh, to go to a fucking meeting. Assholes Anonymous. Hi, my name is Jerry Jerkoff. I make fake restaurants. You know, the, I, I told you this story before. What it reminds me of is when um me and a couple guys I know, we started up a, a fake MMA news website and my one oh, friend yeah? Um, he decided to, you know, really dive into this. Like I wrote one about how uh, the UFC was so cheap that they had to pay their fighters their bonuses by making them wear like miners' helmets and putting the light on. <laughs> and after the fight, after the arena was empty, pick up all the change on the ground. So the guy that started this, whose name I won't. By, by, by the way, I just want to go on the record. I would certainly do that. <laughs> I, I will do anything for a buck. <laughs> I know. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, oh, joke. <laughs> So wait, so he, this guy that started it yeah. wrote an article about the CEO and then owner of the UFC, Frank Fertitta or Lorenzo Fertitta. Um, Is he the guy that has all those restaurants? He owns a lot of casinos out in Vegas. He's yeah. looking into buying the Panthers right now. Um, so he wrote an article that um, Lorenzo Fertitta was a pedo. That he was like touching kids and um what so that, that's know, that by the way um and that legally is known as what is it known I as? think that's li- that's that, slander or libel no slander is when you're yelling it libels when you're like typing if I yelled out Lorenzo Fertitta's a pedo that's slander I do not agree with that statement but if I wrote it it's libel I still don't agree with that statement. I'm not writing it down but I said it and I didn't I don't agree with that statement either I, so he wrote this article so that would have been libel and the next thing you know my buddy that writes it he starts getting calls from a Vegas area code yeah and they were like threatening his life they knew his name they knew where he lived they knew what he did for work they knew people that he knew so he like dropped off the face of the internet <laughs> for like a month Good. and um so then we learned we shut down the website it was called boner fights there's actually <laughs> <laughs> there's What's actually wrong with you. So there's actually this video of the woman that does the UFC's like um booth before games, <laughs> like a pre and post game thing. And she was like, when she was first starting her website, she's reading it. Wait, she, we sent in questions. Someone sent in a question. And goes, can you give a shout out to? <laughs> Boner fights? She's like, I could see this already. Boner fights, boner fights. If you type in boner fights on YouTube, you'll just see her. Boner fights, boner fights. Wait, wait, wait. My question is, the UFC was so afraid that breaking news had a bonerfights.com was going to ruin their image. Boner fights was the most reputable source in mixed martial arts news for a 
two to three month Adam window. Adam Schefter's going <laughs> to jump ship to join Boner Fights. Buster Only's leaving places. They're all t- Boner Adrian Wojnarowski's joining Boner. Here, live at Boner Fights. It's like LeBron people, James is leaving the Cavs. People suing the Onion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, another subject I want to talk about yeah, yeah, um, yeah. because we got Randy Fastball calling in in about ten minutes, um, ten well, to fifteen minutes. Way, so, yeah, do you have the library by the way? Yeah, we, uh, we do have spots we do need to do. Mark, yeah, Mark, Mark live read. All right, yeah, keep going. I'm sorry, I got distracted. All right, um, so the, the NFL draft was last night. Yep. Um, now your team picked second overall. Yeah. And you guys took running back at a Penn State, Mr. Barks. How do you feel about that? Well, I think taking a dog in the draft, let alone second overall, might not be the best uh, course of action. Very professional there, Dan. Um, no, all joking aside, and uh, we had a lot of laughs just there. Um, I like the pick. I loved him. He's the best player in the draft, just best physical player in the draft. Clearly, um, by all accounts, is once in generational talent. Um, I heard one uh, scouting report, other than occasionally trying to do too much, God forbid you have a player that's trying to do too much, you know, on the Giants. Um, I, I I love the pick. I think it was the best pick. Um, if they took a quarterback, I'd be okay with it. Um, you need a quarterback of the future. None of these guys really, really wowed me. Darnold would have been okay, but um, I would have been pissed if they took, like, Chubb or, you know, Quinn Nelson there. Um, I like the pick. I think Barkley's going to be a very good player. I think the fact that who I thought was the best quarterback in the draft, Sam Darnold, was available. Um, it would have been appropriate to take him. I mm-hmm. think taking a running back second overall makes me think that Dave Gettleman thinks this roster is close to winning right now. I am of the belief that they are not even close to winning right now. They were an average offense with a healthy Odell Beckham. The year they won the playoffs yeah, two well, years ago, they didn't score more than 23 points once. Yeah, because they had bowl cut coaching them. They, this is okay. Look, I know you're not a huge Pat Shermer fan. He's a prof, you, you know the phrase professional hitter. When yeah, he's, it comes a, he's to baseball. a pro. Yeah, he, like you know Matt Halliday. He's a professional. He's hitter. not a fish out of water like yeah, Bullcut was, but Bullcut still won 11 games. Exactly. I think this Giants team of with the defense years, two years ago, I think was closer to what they really are than that you know two and eleven, uh, uh, three and thirteen disaster we had. What what looks? I think that two wins looks worse than eleven. Two wins looks worse than. Uh, 11 wins looks good. I think when you have two wins... Oh, absolutely. 11 wins is and the worst you can be... It's the worst respectable level I think you can be, if that makes any sense. That's where you go... That's the upper limit of average. Once you become 12-win team, you're great. Now, There's I, no such thing as a bad I, 12-win team. I think that the reason I, I don't love the Barkley pick, I just like it, is... Quality running backs can be had later. The value of oh, a running, absolutely. the value of a running back is so diminished. And now that he is a second overall pick, and say he plays above expectations or at expectations, which are obviously high, when he comes up for free agency, are you ready to give you, you that kind of money? No, you, I'm, I'm, you have to talk it's, about it's five it. Five years away, but you have you to have talk about it. Collective bargain. Yeah, in five years then. away, you may not have your quarterback. You don't. You don't five years from yeah. now, you may not have a quarterback, you, and you would be much more comfortable giving that big money to a potential franchise quarterback they didn't than trade you would a guy. Okay, if you're trading up a boatload of picks to pick them, okay, that's one. Thing. I agree with that. All right, diminished value. All right, you're going to have guys shed off the roster. You know, I don't know where all the cap space mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. tied up, but you know, uh, Olivia, uh, Olivia the, Vernon, yeah, Damon Harrison, yeah, those, Janoris Jenkins. Those guys, you know, most of them, if not all of them, will be gone at that point. You're going to have uh, Landon Collins coming up. You have guys, Beckham yeah. coming up. I know. I'm just saying, you don't not draft a player 
in fear that he's going to be too good and you need to sign him later. No, of course, but you also have to look at what you had, and the Giants had the least amount of draft picks in this draft with six. Yeah. And a lot of holes to fill. Yeah, but if so you can make... was the value there in taking running back or trading back two picks, let's say two picks, to get more picks this year or next year? Okay, would I take what the Browns had and, you know, a decade and a half of mediocrity for 15 picks? I mean, six picks is fine. Six, six picks, picks is, is not fine. You can... There's no value in six picks because now you can't trade up. You can't though. trade up now if there's four a guy you want. Four of them are. You can trade some of next year's. You you it's could for, for that for where the draft is now. When you start to get into the second round, the third round, the fourth round, you can part with some of those picks if you really want the player. I don't think it's that ridiculous. I think if they trade up for a guy this early, or even the second round, that would be a little much. I don't have any problem with the picks. Uh. I have no problem with the way that uh, the team's going. Um, I, I like the pick. I'm not drafting from a place of fear. The way you're thinking, using that it's same... It's not a place of fear. It's a place of building. You're saying you don't want to take the guy because he might play too good? No, I'm not... To, I'm saying that's an element of it. When you're talking value... That's like the it, argument value, like, oh, we have six men in the rotation. No, it's va- a good problem to have. Va- value in those high pick. Every draft pick has a certain amount of value. And the second I overall pick has a value. And every position has yeah, a value. Absolutely. Running backs are not worth nearly as much because the best running backs in the league can be had in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. That's a fact. They can. Who are the best running back? Who, but, who was the leading rusher in the league can, last year? But, Answer that. Who was the leading rusher in the league I last year? I think it's Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. What third round? round? Third round pick. Third round. Who was the best rookie running back? And I don't I don't think it was Alvin him. Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Where Kamara. was he had? Uh, it's six, I think. Who's the best running back of the last five years? Le'Veon Bell. Le- Who's another one? LaShawn McCoy. How many of those guys were first round picks? Yeah, well, those guys are second round picks, though. Not, still... not all of them were second round Le'Veon picks. Bell was a second round pick. Who was? Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon? He was not a second round pick. Second Thir- third, I believe. A third round pick. Okay. But, but again, was but, but again there, is a, there is a tremendous difference with what you're spending on a first round pick when you can get the same value in play yeah, and okay. production. Because you know who else? You know who was the last big running back that was a bust at second overall with the team? Trent that, Richardson. Oh, yes. second overall? Uh, he was third. But third, but same, same kind of thing. And you saw what that did to him. And they were saying the same things about Trent Richardson that they're the saying about him. Backs that are busts that are taking that high. Of course, up. And that sets your franchise cor- back even farther. Of course it does. But any, the truth is, any first round pick of a mix sets you back. No matter if you miss on a first round pick, you're in trouble. If you unless, have unless the you're the Patriots to get a once in a generation player, and we, he might be a horrible bust, you may be completely right. I don't think he's going to be a bust. But, I'm not saying that. But if you have a a guy where you now need to change the way the defenses play. On top of a wide receiver that changes the way the defense plays with a guy that could be a top five tight end with, I don't care that he's on the decline. You still have a professional quarterback back there. I think that's a great problem to have. Okay, so then let me ask you this. What? Say he's plugged into the team, you know, instantly as a starter, which you expect. Mm -hmm. How much better of a team are they with him going from two wins to an empty slate? Okay, so... With the off-season moves they made. All right, I actually think a... Him alone, just what his value is, I don't think you can predict that because you have a new coaching staff, you have the free agent signings. You I got, just want to know how much better they're going to be. With him alone, so how good they were Wednesday night as they are today? Correct. I think you could bring two full wins on the team. So you're, you, Which you, for one player to do, I think, is okay, substantial. So let's say realistically they go from two wins. I'll be I'll be even fair here. I'll give them six wins. Okay? Six I think wins. they're going to be better than six wins. Okay, but let, let's just say six wins okay. on the low side. Okay. You said, to, you know, double the wins, which would be four or six. You are now in the middle of the draft, okay? So and, when Eli Manning is done mm-hmm. and you don't have a quarterback to replace him, but you have this stud running back who doesn't win your games, mind you, 
where are where is your franchise when you're stuck in purgatory which is as as someone that has been in okay, 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 as someone okay. that's been in draft purgatory with teams that were consistently 7 and 9 7 and 9 6 and 10 6 and 10 and you don't get the value for your pick and you have these quality players that leave your team and do do better than they were with you because now they're around a better team that had the better draft prospects you can easily get a franchise guy in the middle of the first round you can easily do it when look around the league who Joe Flacco was the middle of the round. Okay, Joe okay, Flacco's right. been one of the five worst quarterbacks in the league the last three years. He won years. a Super Bowl for the team, yeah, all right? I, that, we can't keep talking about five years ago. He's been a bad quarterback the asking, last three okay, years. Okay, are you asking, are you getting an MVP in the middle of the round? I can't think of one. Oh, wait, 23rd overall, Aaron Rodgers. You of got course, of course. That was also a long time. I'm talking recently. If we, you you want to go team by team? Yeah. Think yeah, of, sure. Okay. Uh, you you start. You, okay. You just, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. He's 17th gonna, overall. He's a mediocre quarterback. Mediocre quarterback. That's what you're going to get more often than not. Okay, let's go team okay. by team. You want Deshaun to Watson, injured. Andrew Deshaun Luck. Watson, middle. Andrew Luck, great. Wait, injured. wait, wait. Injury is not a... Oh, injury is absolutely part of it. Durability. You draft for durability. One year he tore an ACL. He missed who? Deshaun Watson? Deshaun... Are talking about Andrew Luck or Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson. Okay, Deshaun Watson. One year he tore an ACL, but again, he missed a lot of time. He was great when he played, and now you don't know. And now we're going to Andrew Luck. Okay, you're he was fran- great. your he- franchise guy... A torn capsule. We don't know if he's ever going to play again, and he was a can't miss guy. He Once was a, a can't miss guy. guy. Exactly. And where did the Colts pick? Where they, did they picked pick? first overall that year. No, no, no. But where did they pick this year? They Originally, had, before uh, they traded, they had they were they third, third, correct. Third. So where did that pick get them? Of course, because they were stuck in draft purgatory, being average teams, and they could not draft the talent to make up for the lack of what Andrew Luck was hiding. But they have a can't miss prospect. I'm saying I don't. And they got a, they traded for a can't miss prospect, and Trent Richardson. They gave up too much, and he did nothing. Well, Trent for Richardson him. was just a bomb. That was but, but people said the same things. About Trent, Trent no Richardson one, did not get what Barkley's got. Dude, Trent Richardson was compared to Adrian the Peterson last two guys, coming out. The Are last you kidding? Two guys, the last two guys who got the same amount of hype as this. Ezekiel Elliott. Great. I think he was a very good Trent pick. Richardson went third overall. Yeah, to the Browns. They're yes, but everyone... Dude, if I I, he was, actually, he was, I saw a great side-by-side video a comparison article. It was comparing the things uh, that said the same things that scouts said about Saquon Barkley that they said about Trent Richardson comparing game tape, the things they said, the things they were worried about, but overall said, this is a can't-miss prospect. Do you remember when the Browns traded him and everyone said, yo, the Colts got fucking Trent Richardson? He yeah. wasn't looked at as a bust yet. It took a while of unraveling. And I think Barkley's going to be a good player. I do not think Barkley he also has intangibles that Richardson never had. Of I mean, course, I understand the comparison just from running back early in the draft position. I just but they're don't... completely different. Also, the role of since Richardson was drafted has completely changed. Of course. There's there's a blocking element that a running back is more expected to have than he didn't have. There is a, a pass catching. A patch casting result um um, aspect to it. You have a team that... A passing element sometimes, too. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, so, um, you have a team compared to the Browns, and I know, okay, it's a new regime, it's Pat Shermer, he's not a, you know, a name that lights up the boards. You have a team that actually knows what it's doing. I don't... You could put Peyton Manning on the Browns and they'll find a way to lose you know, 12 games. Well, I, there I will disagree because I think a great quarterback masks the biggest okay, awards. That, but that, that, here, here's my other question, going beyond you know where the quality can be had at running back in the draft, is what team... The last that had a Super Bowl win, a Super Bowl run, had a highly drafted running back in recent memory. I think I understand where you're going with this. I think the problem is there hasn't been highly drafted running backs until the last three years. So there was a five or six year span from Richardson 
other than Richardson, before we got into the girly Ezekiel Elliott era, there was a running back taken in the first, you know, that, 20 picks. That's a good point, and I can see that. Now, but my personal take on it is, is that you spent a high value. The teams that did draft them, Gurley, Richardson, et cetera. They're, they're, they're but, so but early in their career. They're, they're spending a high value pick. Okay. You know, say, say your draft picks one through 10 are worth $20 each, okay? And but they're giving you the value of five dollars when you spent twenty. You're getting five dollars worth. When you can get ten dollar value in the fourth round by spending two dollars. That's I mean, but it, if you look at it, you look at the teams that have had these deep, deep Super Bowl runs recently. Who are the Patriots running backs? Who are the Falcons quarterbacks or running backs? When you look at the teams that have been in the Super Bowl yeah, recently, you can find, okay. I understand what you are saying, but you can do that with any position around there. You can find a great uh, interior uh, lineman. In the third round, but fourth. You know round. what? You know what? Most of the teams have had the big Super Bowl runs recently. Do have that they drafted early, pass rushers. That's the biggest one. So you think they should take Chubb? I on it. I Chubb or a quarterback. I I mean Chubb to me. If you can if you can draft a guy that's going to average you fifteen sacks a year. When the giant the Giants have always only two things, and you drafted one of them: a running game and a pass rush. They don't have one of those right now. They got the other. They had one for a couple years when they had Vernon I and JPP. Can, I I understand what you're saying, but I think. It comes down to, just to kind of bring it to my original point, the most athletic, the smartest football offensive player that's not a quarterback, let's say that, the guy who, the charisma he exudes, he walks in the locker room, he's a guy that, you know, you know you're He's an alpha male. He's he's an alpha male. You want that kind of player. I think he is a franchise tone-setting player. There's not going to be a question mark at running back unless he's injury-prone or, you know, we're eight weeks into the season, and he's you know averaging you know two point nine yards per carry. I don't expect that. He's going to be I, a good running back. I think, I'm not worried about that. I think there's a lot that comes with him. I think you know, I I, I love the pick. I really do love the pick. I understand. I, no, I'm not. I don't want. I'm not trying to like shit on it either. But I'm just trying to figure value proposition. Also, if you have no other lineman and you take Chubb, and I'm not saying the Giants do. Mm-hmm, they actually mm-hmm. would have a pretty stout line if they took him. But one lineman, I think, doesn't make a defense. That that much better. I think one running back, a great running back, has more effect on the offense. See, I'm going to disagree there. I do think that the the pass rush, especially when you play I'm saying the division, one one player. I I I just don't value the running back that high anymore because I mean I've seen it in Miami now where they, it's been six straight years where they dumped these running backs out that none of them were first round picks. They had Lamar Miller who ran really well for them and got paid. They had Jay Ajayi who got traded. They have Kenyon Drake these now. Aren't, these aren't like great, great but guys. They're, but they're professionals. Of course, I mean, but dude, a- Ajayi, Ajayi was one of the leading rushers two years ago. Lamar Miller put up back-to-back years of a thousand Jay yards. Jay Ajayi also doesn't have any cardinal. Exactly. Like. Well, that's, that's another reason he slipped, but there's value that can be had for the same level of production. Obviously, you don't know. He could come out and rush for 2,000 yards his rookie year. You don't know. But he's also not going to the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. He's going to a very below average offensive line that he could absolutely improve, but a great running back can't make a bad offensive line good. He can make a bad offensive line average. I, I, an average offensive I, I line good, a good I, offensive I think, line great. Listen, I understand everyone says this is a win-now pick. It's a win-now pick. It is. It is a win-now pick. And you're supposed to be trying to win now, of course, but a GM's job is also to make sure the but franchise is secure for the next 10 years. You solidified your skill positions. You can go into the next two to three drafts, and you don't need to pick a skill position guy in your first three picks now. That right, gives well, you the that's if that's if you re-sign Odell Beckham. They're going to re-sign Odell I don't Beckham. think they're going to re-sign Odell They're going to fucking trade. Because I, I don't think Giants fans are prepared for him to leave. Why am I talking to, to Uncle Dan here? I don't think Giants fans are prepared for Odell Beckham to leave. And I think I don't think Gettleman wants any part of it. Gettleman wants to win right I now. I know, I know, I know. Gettleman's garbage. 
don't. I'm not doing the All right, so, thing. I'm not doing um, the so we talked enough about the Giants. I don't want to talk about the Dolphins too much. I was happy with the pick of Minka Fitzpatrick. He's a two-way safety. He can tackle, but he's great in coverage. Allows him to put TJ McDonald more in a pseudo-linebacker role, so him and Rashad Jones could play in the um, in the secondary. Um, I was very happy they didn't have one of the quarterbacks fall because I was. I do believe you draft a quarterback until you know you have a franchise quarterback, but I would not have wanted would Allen. You, okay, would you have taken Rosen if he fell to you? Um, I personally know if they took him, I would have understood it. I would have had to accept it. I would not have been excited about it. If they took Allen, I would have been very, very angry because I think Allen is going to be... Allen's going to be garbage. He's Kyle Bowler all over again. He's got a can of an arm, but he can't hit a fucking 10-yard out. Sorry. Give me, no, the guy, he, give me the guy that hit the 10-yard out over the fucking... The more, th- the more I read about him leading up to the draft, I was like, yeah, this guy's scary. But He came out of nowhere. It was like fucking listening about... um, What's his name? Um... That the Jaguars drafted years ago, not Blake Bortles, the other one. Oh, uh, 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 Gabbard. Yeah, Blaine Gabbard. It was the same thing. Blaine Gabbard's good, dude. Oh, he's great. He's great. So, since we're talking about the NFL draft, actually, it made me think of um, uh, a movie. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, um, starring Kevin Costner, Draft Day. Ooh. Did you see Draft Day? I've actually never seen Draft so Day. So, I, I thought the, the idea of it looked really pr- fucking stupid. I'm the, like, the movie should have been a disaster. It, it should have been a disaster. But Ironically, dude, about a was, successful team like the Browns. It was really fucking good. Dude, I, I was so entertained. Costner, I don't love him in like dramatic roles, like fuck Waterworld and fuck Dance with Wolves. Fucking horse shit won the Oscar. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, a little aside here, Waterworld is a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. It has a charm to it. There is. It reminds me a lot of Batman vs Superman. It, I. It's nothing like. Batman no, no, no. Superman. But I get that same feeling. Oh, I enjoy okay. watching. I was like, are you comparing them? <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, that scene. Kevin Costner and Batman are floating so, around on a raft. So Draft Day. Listen, Draft Day is a flawed movie. It's a little goofy. It's hokey. But I, you know, I, I had times where I was working with sports media on draft day and I got to see a little bit of what like the draft war rooms were like. And it was pretty authentic, man. And Costner, one thing he does really well is sports movies. He's awesome in sports he, movies. He, yeah. Dude, yeah. Bull Durham, Field of Dreams Alone. I'm down always. Fuck, he wasn't both of them. Dude, exactly. And it. I would highly recommend. I would love for you to watch Draft Day. I watch Draft Day and let me know what you think of it because I remember when I watched it. I watched it like when it first came out on Blu-ray, and I was like, "This is going to be a piece of shit." And it was a lot of fun, man. Like the way it all unfolded. It's obviously hokey in the, the way everything comes together. So like clearly, it's fucking Tetris. So I have a question. Yeah, and this isn't like a spoiler question because I haven't seen it obviously, but the NFL obviously had to give their okay on the movie. Yes. Is it an NFL movie or is it a movie that the NFL loaned their license to? No, it's an NFL movie. I mean, there's obviously a little... Side. That's surprising. You have to put the little love story in there where Kevin Costner's landing Jennifer Garner. They have, like, they have, they have a you know a scene where a guy thinks about bro- coming domestic abuse and he goes, <laughs> oh no, can't get those six games. Yeah, exactly. Um, the scene where they cover up the concussion issues. <laughs> you know, you'll be fine. A guy goes to Neil and they quickly cut away. Actually, the climax of the film is uh, Roger Goodell going into Aaron Hernandez's prison and slipping him a rope saying, oh. <laughs> yeah. um, but Roger Goodell's actually in the movie. Oh. He has a scene. He has a short cameo because it I does lead up him. to the draft. But I know it's trendy to hate him, but I really so hate I him. think uh, in the spirit uh, everyone hates Roger Goodell. In the spirit of the NFL draft and um, the upcoming season, and you know now there's going to see the the Giants are going to sign Des Bryant by the way. Um, uh, and so I think uh, you should watch that. I think you'll end up being entertained. It's definitely hokey and goofy. Uh, my biggest complaint is it there's no actual soundtrack, so you get like I mean there's like a score. But there's no like actual music playing, and I felt like it could have used 
that. Certain movies work. Certain movies that does work for though. Draft Day is not one of them. That's no, not an artistic. It, no, you know, film. it's but the way they paced it, it, it was pretty. Like it was it? pretty cool. Yeah, no, I was um I actually just watched it again not too long ago because I'd only watched it when I the first time I saw it and I was like, let me see if it, I was just impressed because I thought it was going to be garbage. Up. And I watched it. And I was like, dude, it was entertaining. Coster was really good in the role of the the GM with family ties to the team. It's one of those movies where there's this one guy and like you know, will will he go? Do they want to trade the like? Yeah, of course, dude. You know, I told you, know, you don't, don't ruin it for me. I'll, no, I'll it's it. It, there. It's it's generic in a lot of ways. It's it's what you it's what you would if you wanted to make a good movie about the draft. This is how you, the only way you could make it. Honestly, you have to make it a little hokey. You have to make it. You have to suspend disbelief a little bit and be okay with the fact that sixty-year-old Kevin Costner is landing horse-tooth Jennifer Gardner, who he's like twenty years older than. I like Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> I like her in those airline commercials for the uh, the, the. Doesn't she do the credit card commercials? Uh, yeah, but isn't she always on a plane in them? I'm not quite sure what they're at. I hope it's a plane flown by Muhammad Atta. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we couldn't do a uh, show like this without our wonderful sponsors. We love our sponsors. Yes, we do. Uh, before I do get into the live read, I want to let you know that Dan is trying to show me how to do little things on the uh, the board. You know, our producers ran out, the gang is pads, the gang is beer, whatever. So Dan's trying to do it himself. I need more pizza. He's talking into the mic like this while I'm sitting two feet away. <laughs> pulling knobs. What does this have to do with our wonderful sponsors, I Ralph? Don't know. I just want everyone to know you to what talk an about this. person you are. Very. All right, let's get to our sponsors. You Watch, I Listen is brought to you by Buena Vista's Homer Bound 3. Chance, Shadow, and Sassy return for a heart-pounding adventure across the ruins of the Salton Sea. Join them as they encounter tweakers, narcotic peddlers, and mafioso types. You will laugh, cry, and celebrate this amazing tale, spelled T-A-I-L, of canine and feline redemption. Mike Micah calls Homerbound 3 a stellar roller coaster of emotion for the entire family. Dark Oracle calls it hands down the best animal movie ever. Dark Oracle said that. Dark Oracle, and he's not. Wow. He doesn't throw around praise off. Yeah, I'm going to to take some time to watch this one. It's going to be in theater soon. Hogan's triumphant return to the big screen. You'll be howling and barking all the way home. <laughs> It'll even help you forget what a terrible nothing you truly have become because your wife left you for the mailman Scott again. Homer Bound 3 is premiering June 31st in theaters nationwide. Go see it. All right, so moving away from the tasteless joke. Um, we talked about a movie I think you should watch because you would enjoy. What do you have on your list? Uh, you, know this, you know what this reminds me of? Uh, driving over here, I was actually, you know, um, I'm weird. So when it's during the winter, I listen to a lot of podcasts, such as You Watch, You Listen. What's the name of our show? You got it. No, I didn't. You Watch, I Listen. No, I said You Watch, You Listen. <laughs> I guess I'll do both. We're both yelling at the TV while yeah. the music's blaring. Um, you know, we're so, deaf. <laughs> so, um... I'm uh, I'm driving over here. Um, I'm getting to my you know music again. I'm kind of you know getting back into a loop, and you go through you know moments. Sure. And you know you just have your like your go-to albums that you always have yeah, in rotation. Yeah. I'm I'm jamming um, the new Perfect Circle right now. Oh, uh-huh. actually, there, uh, I listened to a little of it. It's really good. I it's like weird. It. It's different. Um, it's a little poppy. There's a couple of songs that sound like Nine Inch Nails. Um, you want you want poppy? No, I got like a poppy seed bagel or our high school gym yeah. teacher, Mr. Poppy. I like how, you know, you so many, you know, they fail a drug test. Like, I ate a poppy seed. Do you know how many poppy seed bagels you need to eat to fail a drug test? 17. 17. <laughs> I got it. First try. So, <laughs> so, you won yeah, the prize. But I, I, I do also recommend listening to yeah. the A Perfect Circle album. No, I, I, I've been listening to it a little bit. Okay. But um, if you want poppy, I got an album for you. So um, one of my favorite albums. And you were listening to this on the way over here? I was listening to this on the way over here, actually. Okay. Um, it's a band called Bad Astronaut. 
Bad Astronaut. Bad Astronaut. Um, the album's called Acrophobe. Acrophobe? Acrophobe. Like you're afraid of, you know, afraid of... Uh, spiders? Spiders, yeah, Acrophobe. Um, it's, uh, anyone who knows me, it's one of those albums that, you know, anytime, you know, I've had a few drinks at a party, I'm always, you should listen to Acrophobe, you should listen to Acrophobe. What, how would you describe the music? For it's someone a, that, um, I, I'm not as into music as I used to be, but I'm always it, open to so it. So it's kind of... You said it's poppy? All, it's poppy. So it's, um, it's actually a side project of another band called uh, Lagwagon, um, who I'm, I'm actually not a big fan of. I actually like the side project of the guy better than his actual band. But, um, it's, a uh, it's pop punk, but, um... It's a little, a little more uh, well produced, I would say, than you know, say like Green Day or Blink Wayne, to any of those. Good Charlotte, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's got just some. It's a little more creative too. Yeah, the yeah. There's a um, very emo heavy lyrics, but emo that good kind of emo where you can relate. Is to it, it like radio friendly kind of stuff? Oh yeah, it's like, all radio. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean like explicit, but I mean like, is it stuff that you could potentially hear like turning hear on the radio? Absolutely. Okay, so it's got that kind of so sound. So every song I would say on the album could get stuck in your head. Every song of the album really? has gone. Stuck how in my how head. how long has this album been so, out? Oh, it's old. Uh, is this band still together? They're side projects, so they just randomly will record an album. So it's kind of like Maynard with every other band that isn't Tool. <laughs> yeah, basically. I guess Tool's the side project now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking last album was 2005. It's been that long? Dude, and the this new the new Perfect Circle, it's their first album since 2004. I knew that was old. I didn't know that. And he's released like four Pucifer albums in that yeah. time, and I like them too, um, but... Um, so they've been, this is a side project. What kind of music is Lagwagon? Is like, it completely different from a, Bad Astronaut? It's a little heavier, um, it's more punk influence. This okay, is more uh, radio is friendly, it I would say. all the guys in the band side project or just one of the guys? I don't know enough about them, to be honest. I just know I'm the I'm interested. I, I, I like, when, um, when I'm up late and I'm a little inebriated, I like going on Wikipedia. I hear you. And just reading deep into like. These guys don't have Wikipedia pages. Oh, yeah. do they have a Wikipedia? Um, I do know they do have a Wikipedia. <laughs> Not Wikipedia though. Um. Let's just, you know what we should do? Just go on Wikipedia and just start putting, like, just pages start adding of, like, normal things or, like, the kayaks. People, people we know. <laughs> kayaks, picture frames. <laughs> vets that stuff. Yes, of course. No, yeah, going back to nerd culture, they probably do vet everything. They vet everything. Um, God one, forbid you said Chewbacca had an unclipped dick and you're in trouble. Chewbacca. Chewbacca, okay. Um, yeah, in the last Jedi, really yeah. did not bring out the... Oh, screw off. I liked it. Um, anyway, um... I do know that the the drummer uh, he uh, he died and they nice. kind of uh, congrats that, sh that that shook him up a little bit but um it shook him up a lot <laughs> him he uh, <laughs> uh how did he die uh, either drug overdose suicide probably well, yeah. one of those things one of the rock and roll he's things. hanging out with a Vici Vici ooh. Yeah. Ew. you know what bothered me people calling him a musician. I liked Avicii. Okay, you could like him. The motherfucker was not a musician. He was, he had a musical ear, but I'm sorry, if you're on a fucking computer editing sounds, that does not make you a musician. Yeah. No, you know, yeah, it does. We're musicians right now. No, we're not. We're a bunch of assholes with microphones and three producers standing there with their thumbs up their asses. Well, two, because one is getting my pizza right now. How long but have you been waiting for your pizza? It's been about 40 minutes. I know that in West We could have finished half a draft day by now. <laughs> We would have gotten to the part where Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner starts finger popping Jennifer Garner. Yeah, you're fucking George Takai. Yeah. So Bad Astronaut, uh Acrophobe. A Acrophobe. It's a very I, I would say if one way to describe it, it's a very breezy album to listen to. Um So it's an, it's a it's easy listening. It's very it's like listening to the Commodores. Yeah, the Commodores. <laughs> The four tops. <laughs> the four tops. Uh, my, a little aside, which is like our eighth one. Uh, my dad listened to the four tops 
all he listened to from like my ages of like four to six. You know, how often tops. we like give away tickets to the four tops at work. We always have tickets for I don't know if it's the original group or like it can't know, be the original. Group. I don't. I don't. I'll be 120. I don't. Then it's like an uh, a, like they have like the full uh, the full fab or the fab foe or whatever. It's like a <laughs> fab fa- foe. Yeah, fab foe. Like it's a uh, fake band. But we always have things to the four tops. And one of those we always give away fucking Paul Anka. We always give away. Oh, like my mom we always give away fucking Pat Benatar. Uh, who cares about Pat Benatar? I like Pat Benatar. No, she's okay. I don't really care. Well, they really, you know, you really <laughs> turned around. You quick really turned around one. quick. Who um, cares about Pat Benatar? I like her. Yeah, she's fine. So I have here. Um, I'm going to give this album a listen. It's, I need some new stuff to listen it's to because real. The, um, a perfect circle's been out a week, and I've listened to it about 15 times. Uh, you know what actually happened to me? Uh, Sleep released a new album, and I'm I love the album, but I'm sick of it already. And I, I don't like when I do that to an album. But uh, I'll give you that another way. You know, you know, it's funny. I'm looking at my uh, producer notes here, and I, I sent these them earlier to punch up. So I had it in front of me and I wrote down, you know, a bunch of different things. And I, I mentioned draft day to you. And I think when I was doing the notes, I forgot the name of the movie and I just wrote the draft. <laughs> and I, I looked at it. I'm like, it's a movie about a fucking like house fire. Wait. The dra- or someone, someone get cold, need a blanket. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it's not a complicated movie. What's it about? Draft day. How did you forget the name? I don't know. But like the draft, it's, honey, give me a blanket. That's <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> um anyway uh so it's a real easy uh, the album itself, how long of an album is it, it it's real sure it might even be an ep i'm not even sure it's no more than 25 minutes i would say and the um, thing is pretty interesting guys that's what um trent Reznor's done recently with nine inch nails he's released two eps in the last like six months and he his next one is supposed to be like the culmination of those two well he's got that like halo thing going on right where yeah. each one's a halo i like yeah, yeah he, well trent's a uh i'm a fanboy obviously but he's a very interesting person with like what he does yeah i mean i told you you have to come see them live i would when definitely see them. they're out there that's they're, uh, they're on my list of having been to you know a good amount of concerts in my life that is one having seen them multiple times that like each time i end up like in awe of like what you're actually like hearing and seeing the thing that when he he does an EP though it's part of like an artistic you know vision yeah this I just think they're like oh how much material do we have 25 minutes that's good that's good let's do it I, that's what I thought but I was reading into it though and that's not what he's doing because this all really started when um the album the first time I saw them was when I uh, not year zero maybe it was year zero year zero when was, he was 2007 he was, so. he was in a, a dispute with his record label and he oh, just shocker. decided I feel like he's always in he, dispute he decided them. he's like all right I'm just going to release the album a week before it's supposed to come out for free on my website and literally you're just able to download it. And then now he just releases everything independently. Um, but that also helps when you're this like one of the most sought after composers in Hollywood and, and did you, television. Uh, did you hear uh, the one he did a uh, ghosts, the ambient albums? Yeah. You know, I, I listened to it fall on the sleep a bunch of times. And when I saw them live, I was like, I hope he doesn't play anything off ghosts. Um, but he did. And the visuals on it, when you're watching it, it's it was fucking incredible, man. Like I I did not yeah, want to hear yeah. that shit at all. But it visually it was like watching a fucking movie. I love watching stuff the cosmos like that. with I the love, Nine Inch Nails track. I love you know I love post rock. I love you know post metal. I love you know ambient stuff. That album, I'm like, what is going? No, on? No, I I and, never. And I, and that album's made for people like me. Yeah, and I. That's the one I always skip when I listen to them. I'll listen to Downward Spiral, Pretty Hate Machine, The Fragile, With Teeth, Year Zero. I'll listen to all those over and over again. I will never put on Ghosts, whatever it is. Yeah, but I put it on when it first came out, like, as a fanboy falling asleep. And now I don't ever need to hear it again. Yeah. But All right. And now we're going to move on to one of my favorite segments on the Where show. Where are we going? Well, we have uh, the, call, the call lines have been lit up the whole time. Thank you to our wonderful producers, Mike, Mark, and Michelle. Um, we have... 
Randy Fastball on the line, our, our resident expert. And Randy Fastball, um, as a special introduction, um, he's going to answer a question for us in yeah, our next yeah. episode. He'll answer some more questions. And when you guys have questions, you send them in to us. And Randy Fastball will do the courtesy of answering them for you. As he he's is a, a renaissance He man. is an expert. So, Randy, first of all, how you doing? Thanks for being on the show. Randy. Randy, you on the line? Randy? Randy! Randy! Hello? Oh, hey. Hey, Dan and Ralph. Woo! Great show today, guys. Thanks for inviting me. And I am uh, I am a pleasure to be here. So what do you got for me today? All right, Randy, the first question I want to ask you, and this is we're going to keep it short today. Um, what do you think about the Mets right now and how the Mets are doing? And uh, to tell us a little about what you think about baseball and the, the, the Mets. Wow, that's a that's a great question, guys. Thanks for asking me about Mets. You know, I don't know I don't know too much about anything, but uh, I do know just about everything there is to know about the Mets. And I, I've been following uh, Mets yeah, since I, I would the early '80s. Okay. Dan, excuse me, oh, Dan. I'm sorry, I'll let you can finish. I finish? I don't know. Excuse me. What was I saying? Oh. I've been following, you know, I've been following Mets since 81, 82, uh, Mets and Mariners. Those are, those are my two teams that I like to go for. I've always, go, I've always gone for Mets and Mariners equally, even though, um, you know, I think when you ask people, if you ask somebody, hey, what, uh, what is America's team? Who's America's team that uh, the nation really gets behind? I think everybody, everybody always says, you know, hey, it's the Mets. You know, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> what are you, dumb? What are you... Everybody knows it's Mets. And a lot of people know that the Mariners are the greatest team in baseball history. Um, you know, who who else had 116 wins in, in one year during the Dinger era? Nobody. So, you know, you're talking baseball, you're talking Mets and Mariners. And uh, Mets, look, they started off 12-1. and Pretty good, pretty good. You know, I didn't like the one loss, uh, but I, you know, I thought it was all right. Room for improvement, but now you got things aren't going as good. But look, if anybody could pull it out of the hat, uh, you know, it's the Mets. And could you imagine Mets Mariners postseason baseball? I mean, wow, we <laughs> we got a long way to go before that one, though, guys. Am I right? Am I right, Ralph? What do you think? Well, Randy, you know, it was great, great, uh, great show today, gentlemen. Absolutely, Ralph. Uh, Ralph, yeah, you really nailed you. it. Nailed. Thank you. I'm I talking try. nailed it. Uh, you nailed it out impressed. of the park, Dan. Yeah. Uh, needs a little bit of improvement. Oh. Definitely room I, for I'm, improvement. I'm trying. But, uh, great job, anyway, bud. I'm proud of you. Proud of you, Ralph. Proud of the. Uh, Work you boys are doing. That's my Thank goal. You. Thank you. Uh, my goal. Young boys. I really appreciate it, uh, Randy. You boys, just keep up the young boy style. We're gonna try, man. Randy, doing. you drive safe. Old college try. Hey, okay, Randy. And uh, I appreciate the effort, Dan. I appreciate your effort. Uh, thanks, uh, man. Like I said, needs uh, a little bit, a oh. little bit know, of improvement. I'm, I'm trying. But uh, I'm trying, great. Man. Thanks for having me on. It was um, it was an honor for you. Great having you, Randy. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Bye, Randy. And we'll talk right, to you guys next it. time. That, okay. Goodbye. Drive safe, Randy. All right. And that's going to do it for the first episode of 
you watch, I listen. Um, I want to thank anyone anyone that listened, anyone that bared through this. I want to thank our sponsors again. Um, that's Dr. Bob Roberts, Foot Insoles, uh, SelectTheTicket.com. Ralph, don't uh, don't forget uh, the, the the movie with home, the animals. Homeward Bound Three. Homeward Bound Where 30. would we be without our great sponsors that allow us to provide Actually, this quality content for you? I want to thank Randy Fastball as well. Did you have something to say? Randy really. Uh, I think he was the kind of the spark that we needed yeah, to kind yeah, of get you through know, the show. Um, it, you know, we were just about needing an oil change, and he he provided that for he us. He did. I think we're going to you know, record another eight hours right now. Yeah, and um, you know, if you guys have any questions for Randy, if you have any questions for us, comments, head to our Facebook page, our YouTube page. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, sub- subscribe on SoundCloud. We have a SoundCloud account now, guys. We Thanks do? for our great sponsors. Yeah, new? that's from Dr. Bob Roberts and Souls, man. Um, Homeward so, Bound. Homeward Bound. June 31st. June 31st in theaters. We will see you guys next week. Be happy with the rest of the NFL draft. Let's go Mets. Let's go Dolphins. Uh, everyone died at the end of the Avengers, including Loki, um, Winter Soldier. Sorry, don't care if it pissed you off. Ralph. Aww.